Welcome to the Sal Vetri Show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the podcast and the YouTube channel. I'm your host, Sal Vetri, and today we have a, a pretty massive, normal on Wednesdays here in the NBA, 10-game slate. We're going to break down to it in just one second. I do want to make you aware that I do have exclusive content over on Patreon. On Wednesday, I do an awesome show on their YouTube channel with Josh Engelman. Be sure to check it out at 9.30 a.m. East Coast time. We go game by game, so my projections, they're done. They'll be up on Patreon soon. If you're interested in them, if you're not already a Patreon, you can check those out linked up down below as well as a bunch of other exclusive content. PGA this week, no YouTube video. It's a pretty, eh, I don't really like the contest at all. Three different courses for four rounds. It's a, it's a pro-am, something where a lot of pros aren't motivated motivated to be there because they have to be there once every four years. Uh, but that'll be Patreon only tomorrow morning if you're wondering where that is. Got a couple of questions about that. Social medias are linked down below as well. We're on our pace. Two and a half weeks. We're a little bit below pace, but uh, want to hit 20,000 subscribers before the Super Bowl. So about two and a half, three weeks away from that. I really do appreciate all the support. If you could hit that subscribe button. Little incentive, $15 giveaway today. Who is your favorite play? $6,000 or below on this 10-game NBA DraftKings slate. Let me know that. You must be a subscriber with the notification bell turned on. On the audio version, how those ears doing? Must be a subscriber and leave a five-star rate and review with your answer to that question. Favorite play below $6,000. Thank you. And finally, this video is sponsored by Fantasy Draft, the rake-free, revolutionizing the way that you play DFS is what their motto is, and it's a really good place to play. They show you how much money you're saving by saving on rake over there. Less than one percentage of your bankroll is going to go into their monthly subscription fee, especially if you're somebody who plays more than a few hundred dollars a month. Even if you're not, it's going to be less than one percent more than likely, as opposed to, on average, 15 to 30 percent lifetime of your bankroll going into rake on different sites. Now, I know it doesn't have the great prize pools, but they're getting their, their pick and roll contest tonight. I will link it up down below to their NBA lobby. Helps me out even if you just click that link, even if you just want to click it and, and not go ahead and play. But I do encourage you, get over there, check it out. You will, if you're somebody who only plays maybe like, I don't know, $10 a night, $20 a night, maybe even a little bit more, a little bit below those numbers. It's a really good place to actually get money down, have a chance to win, but also keep that money alive because you're just not losing it to the site's rake and maintenance fees. So with that said, hit the subscribe button. And you know what? Let's get into this video. I'm back at my normal abode, so the lighting should be better. The pictures of me should be better, so thank you. I do appreciate the last two days. had a little bit of lighting issues traveling with a very small light. But today, I have this filtered in, the 10-game slate. You're going to have Toronto, Marcus All. He's technically questionable. I'm listing him as probable because the last update we got was expected to play. This hurts Serge Ibaka. Now, I don't think Marcus All is going to come back and play normal run or be the quote-unquote starter and get all the run. I have him projected for 20 minutes and Ibaka for 28. But that hurts both of those guys, makes them probably both not playable. Uh, should point out, Gasol is only $4,700 on DraftKings. For Miami, Justice Winslow remains out. All the guards will continue to benefit, as well as guys like Duncan Robinson and Derek Jones Jr. Daniel Tice is questionable once again with a knee injury. I have Ennis Cantor projected for 28 minutes in this one. You can see more than that if Tice is indeed out. Cantor only ended up getting around 27, 26 minutes of play in the last game, but he did play 15 minutes in the first half. That is huge, 14 and a half to 15 minutes. In the second half, he started the third quarter with two turnovers and a personal foul. He got pulled two and a half, three minutes earlier than he normally would. So Cantor, I projected for 28 minutes. Grant Williams behind him for 16. I'm projecting Tice not to play currently. You can see those updated projections on Patreon. For Denver, Gary Harris, I'm projecting uh, in today. He's questionable with the groin. If he was out, Malik Beasley, um, Torrey Craig, and Monty Morris would see additional run. Paul Millsap is out. That will help Jeremy Grant, who's been playing over 30 minutes as of late, having projected for 32 today. And then Jamal Murray is questionable with the back. He has only missed like eight games in his entire career out of like 270 or 285 total games. So I have Jamal Murray actually ready to play in this one. It is a back injury, so it can get a little bit wonky. If he is out, Monty Morris sees the biggest bump. He might actually start. I would project him to start. But Will Barton will also take over a lot of point guard responsibilities at $7,000. 
would make him more enticing. Again, though, I'm expecting Jamal Murray to play today. For Orlando, DJ Augustine is doubtful today. This helps Markel Fultz. It helps Michael Carter-Williams, who's actually questionable for once. Um, Terrence Ross. And then Evan Fournier has been playing big minutes as of late and also more point guard minutes with Augustine out. So those are the ones that would benefit. And like I said, Michael Carter-Williams for Orlando, questionable with the shoulder, would help just him probably pick up around double digits in minutes with no DJ Augustine. Hurts TJ uh, Terrence Ross. Hurts Evan Fournier's point guard run. And maybe Markel Fultz overall upside instead of being 32 minutes or so. Maybe it goes down to 28 to 29. Anthony Davis is questionable with a glute. I have him currently listed as in. I'm projecting him for only 32 minutes instead of his normal 35 minutes per play. So I have him questionable today. If he misses, Kyle Kuzma will continue to start. And the centers in JaVale McGee and Dwight Howard see a bump as well as LeBron James. For Minnesota, Carl Anthony Towns continues to be questionable with this knee and illness. I currently have him projected out until I see otherwise. Gorgie Dang is not playing a ton of minutes anymore. He's been playing less than 20 minutes for three straight games. He would be impacted, but you have Nas Reed playing around 16 to 18 minutes a game. They're splitting up these center minutes. Noah Vonley about 10. Um, you might get Jordan Bell in there for around five. So really, Covington and Wiggins are the stable players that benefit. Maybe Jared Culliver. They're the only three guys seeing stable minutes above 30 plus. And even Wiggins' minutes are down around 30, 31 instead of the normal 35. So uh, yes, Towns is out, but a lot of it is not that appealing for Minnesota today. Christian Wood for Detroit is questionable with a knee. It would help... Um, Demboya and would help Marcus Morris. Morris continuing to see his minutes slowly climb, but probably not going to get all the way back there today. Mario Hazonia, questionable with the back. I have him listed as out. He's not playing a ton of minutes, but Anthony Simons, Gary Trent, and Kent Bazemore would benefit. Gary Clark was actually acquired. 10-day deal with Orlando here. So this would, if he plays any minutes, I haven't projected for like six today, would hurt Wes Owandu and would hurt Terrence Ross a little bit. So that, I think that is impactful, at least for Ross's prospects and upside. Christoph Porzingis is expected to play. He's on track to play today, but listed officially as questionable with a knee and an illness. That hurts Dwight Powell, Maxi Kleber, Dorian Finney-Smith, guys that I wasn't really interested in playing anyways. Now I'm definitely not with their price points up. Abdal Nadar, uh, he is going to be, Nader is out with an ankle today for OKC. Helps Hamadou Diallo helps Terrence Ferguson a little bit, helps potentially Darius Baisley. All these guys, though, no interest anyways. Nerlens Noel misses again. You're really not getting crazy run out of Steven Adams. Less than 30 minutes in the last three, 28 in the last game out there, and you're getting Muscala playing 18 to 20 minutes behind him. I have Adams projected for 28, and Muscala for 20 today makes them not interesting. Bogdan Bogdanovich is questionable or is doubtful today. You're getting big minutes out of these players. Harrison Barnes is playing 35. Trevor Ariza, the one who's benefiting the most. I haven't projected for 30 today. You can get 28 as a low number and 32 as a high number. So his average for me is about 30. Makes him appealing. You have 34, 35 minutes a game once again now for Buddy Heald in the 6K range. So Bogdan being out is very impactful. He is doubtful, so not officially out yet, but I think it helps all those players. For Brooklyn, Garrett Temple and Wilson Chandler missed last night's front end of the back-to-back. If Wilson Chandler was to miss, it's really going to help Tarion Prince, who probably ends up seeing 30 minutes in that case. Tough matchup either way though. Garrett Temple, if he was to miss, that's a lot of minutes to go out. But even with Kyrie now back and saying that he's going to play on this back-to-back, played 32 minutes last night, have Kyrie projected for 28 with the Levert back and playing about 25 to 26 minutes tonight likely. And Dinwiddie playing about 30 plus minutes as well. Even if Temple plays, he's not that great of a play. It probably just limits the upside in minutes for guys like Joe Harris and, and Dinwiddie and some players off the bench. So bonus is questionable with a knee today. I have him projected in. I have him as a great play in this matchup against Minnesota. It honestly gets better if Carl Anthony Towns is in, keeps the game closer, and Towns is a worse defender. Um, but the matchup against Minnesota is fine for him. He's only 8,300. I'm projecting him for not his normal run of like 34, 35 minutes a game, but I have him at 33. I think he'll be okay in this one. Rajon Rondo, just a, an update. He is expected to miss the next probably game or two. He is out today with a finger injury. That helps a lot of those guys behind him. You've seen Quinn Cook see about 18, 20 minutes a game the last couple. Alex Crusoe should see 20 plus in this one, maybe an extra minute for KCP or Danny Green as well. We're going to go right into the early interest, but just stop quickly at the target offense sheet. I'm projecting about three of these totals um, out of the 10. So 
70% or so we have. I will update this on Patreon as well as the totals come in. You're looking at Houston with the highest total, going to get Russell Westbrook back after resting last night. A 122 team implied total. He would probably, once again, jump into the starting lineup without Austin Rivers or taking Austin Rivers out of there. It's an above average pace game. They have the right now highest just implied team total on the entire slate. It looks really well. Um, it's a spot that I would be very interested in targeting against Portland today. I'm going to going to be getting there at a good clip. So it's a spot that I like. Um, another nice total is the Lakers at 118 and a half. They currently come in over Orlando in a fine spot. I just want to make sure that I'm looking at all of this correctly. Yes, Orlando, good. So Vegas is just updating weirdly right now on my spreadsheet. They're just not putting the teams next to each other. But regardless, this will be updated. You can take a screenshot. The teams aren't right next to each other as they normally would be slash should be. Um, That pretty much just has to do with the way that it's pulling over as per usual, but that'll be updated over on Patreon. So nothing crazy. Um, just track the injury news. Some of those things that I said about the minutes will be very important. Let's get into the early interest. We could talk more about that and players that stand out to me. So factored by price here on this 10 game slate, I think the mid-range is really good once again. Really, the upper mid-range, the 8K range, the 6, the 5 are really good. At the top tier, yeah, there's a couple of plays that are interesting to me. LeBron James at 10-4 is a fine play. He's a probably too cheap option here against um, the Orlando Magic, which I think is a fine matchup. Without Jonathan Isaac, they become and have been a similar team in terms of matchup for the 36 minutes or so. But when you have a guy like LeBron out there, any drop in defensive skill from a Jonathan Isaac to a Ken Birch and or if it's an Aaron Gordon with a Wes Wando at the three and Gordon at the four is beneficial to LeBron and his near 50% assist rate. If you have AD in there, it helps his assist rate. If he's not in there, it helps his overall production. You're not getting the huge minutes out of LeBron as you have been of late. But this game doesn't project for any sort of wild blowout. So I think you get back up. I'm projecting him for 34 instead of the recent 32 we've seen. Andre Drummond. So don't look at his game log. Two games ago, he's ejected, played 19 minutes. He played in the low 20s in the last game because Jaleel Okafor literally played Andre Drummond off the court. That's what they said after the game. He was poor, his poor performance against Jill Okafor, who Okafor went off for like a 60-point fantasy night at $3,000. What it was it two nights ago? But I'm projecting Drummond for close to similar run. He's averaging close to 34 minutes per game. That's what I have him at, 1.45 fantasy point per minute producer around there this year without no Blake Griffin. So at $9,400 in this matchup against Boston and Ennis Cantor, I would somewhat compare him to a Jaleel Okafor. Maybe not as dominating when he gets hot on offense, but close to it, to be honest with you. They both don't play that great of defense and they both can get going and get hot on offense. I'm just going to hope that this one doesn't mean that Drummond gets pushed off the court again. But you can see that. You might not see 34 minutes. If Cantor is playing really well in offensive center that Drummond can't handle, because um, for the most part, Drummond's just going to pick up some offensive rebounds, easy putback layups because he's just oversizing everybody else. But you can get 28, 30 minutes here if something like that happens. I think it was very rare that it happened with Okafor, so I'm going to project Drummond for his 34 minutes of play. Ben Simmons at 8,700 continues to be playing huge minutes. I've been projected for 38 today against Brooklyn. A tougher matchup, especially with them getting Levert and Kyrie back. But look, there's no Embiid still. He's still going to be evaluated, what, another week from now. With these huge minutes that Simmons is seeing and the price point at 8,700, hard to ignore for me. Jimmy Butler, 8,600, fine matchup against San Antonio. Faster-paced game. Uh, Nice team total of 113.25 here. Have him projected for 35 minutes. It's a it's a very good play. He projects out for a little over 45 fantasy points at 8,600. It makes for a fine play. Probably not a priority. I think there's some other guys who are maybe a little bit more underpriced, but in cash, even in tournaments, great projection median with a lot of upside. The bonus, the bonus, just keep an eye on him. He's questionable, but I think it's a fine matchup. You're, you're getting a discount. He's been priced closer to the $9,000 range as of late. I mean, this is a guy who continuously goes out there when healthy, plays 34, 35 minutes. I'm rejected for 33 today. He has a 112.25 team implied total, and he's just dropping 40 plus point performances, 45 plus point performances as of late. This matchup for him against Minnesota, I think is very good. I actually like Sabonis right now a little bit more than Butler, um, depending on what we get, if we get any update on his injury status. If he's going to play be a full run here, I'm going to project him for another minute or two, and he'll grade out as a better play as Butler right now. 
now at 33 minutes, they grade out pretty even. Hassan Whiteside has been playing, or really has an illness the last couple of nights. I have him projected for 32 in this one. You can see 30, you can see 35. So I think it's a pretty safe projection against Houston where he'll be going out there against Capella. And it's a really good spot for him. I'm at that type of projection, averaging close to like 1.4 fantasy points per minute over the last month when he's healthy with a 114 team implied total. It's a spot that's really hard to get away from for me. De'Aaron Fox, 8,000, playing huge minutes as of late. I only have him projected, I say only for 36, um, but you've seen him playing 38, 37 minutes over the last week or so with a lot of injuries to this team again no Bogdan again so um, yeah I have him projected for 36 he makes for a really good play at 8k Kemba at 72 is just a very safe play this Detroit team not the greatest on defense especially when you're going to put Derrick Rose out there and start the second halves and give him now instead of 25 but 30 31 minutes a game so it's a little bit better for Kemba defensively Um, I do like that spot for him Tobias Harris price is coming up. It's not 63 or 6,600 anymore. It's now 6,900. He's a power forward who will be rosterable as a small forward. So I do still have interest for a guy I've projected for 36 minutes and the 76er starters, the main four really with Richardson, Harris, Horford, and Simmons are just playing huge minutes right now. CJ McCollum at 6,800 grades out is a really nice option here. Have him for 35 minutes of play in this game. He's exactly a one fantasy point per minute producer this year in this nice pace in, in overall team total matchup against Houston. I think it's a fine spot to target McCollum, who, yes, you don't see the spiked upside out of him as much this season because Carmelo is there taking shots away. Lillard is obviously a high usage player who, when they're not staggering and they have been as of late, is going to take away a lot of his assist percentage. So he kind of tucks in, especially with Whiteside having his career year right now, tucks in as like the third or fourth option on the team. Uh, but you are getting those staggered minutes with Lillard, so he does see a spike in his production. One fantasy point per minute for 35 minutes per game. Who has the upside of getting hot from three is fine at 6,800 for me. Malcolm Brogdon came back and played 33 minutes. I've been projected for 32 today in a good matchup against Minnesota. He is one of the best value plays in the slate at 6,700. If he indeed gets those 32 minutes, you can see 33, you can see 34, you can see 35. I don't really think he goes below 30. So at 6,700 for a guy who's averaging 1.1 fantasy points per minute, huge assist rate, right? One of the top 10 assist players in the league when healthy this year. Hard to ignore at 6,700. I think he grades out for me today as like a top five or six value. Al Horford, 6,700, similar analysis to Simmons and similar analysis to Horford or, or Harris, except he's the cheapest one against Brooklyn, who has been improving, but still not the greatest in terms of defending any type of center who can shoot from the mid-range, which is really where Al Horford's shot is. More rebounding upside starting at the five with no one beat. Jalen Brown seems like an okay value. Haven't rejected for, I think, 33 minutes. Good matchup against Detroit. 6,500. These these Boston guys are a little bit more underpriced today. Outside of, uh, outside of uh, even Kemba's fine at 72, but outside of Jason Tatum, who's probably appropriately priced around 75, 7,600, the rest of these guys in, in Brown, in Kemba, in Gordon Hayward, they're all a little bit too cheap, in my opinion. Bielitsa is playing bigger minutes, and they just have to with these injuries. You're probably going to see Bagley continue to play more minutes, but you still have no Rashawn Holmes, so Bagley should get a lot of his minutes at the five. I think you're, I, right now I projected Deadman not to play today only played four minutes in the last game I have I believe Bagley for 26 after he came back and played around 24 I have in this game I have for backup center minutes 16 minutes for Giles and then I have Bielitsa getting 32 again and that's hard to pass up at 6300 Carmelo at 62 seems fine in this matchup hashtag revenge just kidding but a power forward rosterable as a small forward should take around 15 shots in this game and if he does that picks up any sort of peripherals eight rebounds somewhere around there in this faster paced game it's nice Evan Fournier, I like a lot more if there's no Michael Carter-Williams, but with Augustine Doubtful, I think he's still going to get bigger minutes, 33, 34, I have him projected for 34, and more point guard run, which allows his point per minute to go up. Tougher matchup for sure, especially with Rondo going to miss this one. Any minutes against Rondo, which is a bad defender at this point in his career, are now going to be gone, but still at 6K, it seems too cheap. And his canter, I projected for 28. I think you could see 29 or 30. Played 14 and a half in the first half. He was getting seven minute stints, but then in the third quarter for two turnovers and a personal foul, he got taken out early, only played four minutes. So he would have played 29 minutes in 
that game. They're giving him these normal seven-minute stints. He's only a really good play at 5,700 if there's no Daniel Tice. So keep an eye on that very important news for Cantor's upside. Goran Dragic at 5,500. He saw his minutes drop in the last game, but so did a lot of Miami players. Still no Justice Winslow. I'm fine taking stabs there at 55. Chris Dunn playing consistently 30 to 32 minutes, having projected for 30 today against Washington. Grades out as a fine value. Harrison Barnes, 34, 35 minutes of play as of late with no Bogdan. Um, he still seems fine. Same thing for the next guy in this list at 4,200, Trevor Ariza. You're going to get 28. I haven't projected for 30, maybe 32 minutes today. Not the greatest of fantasy point per minute producers, but seems like an okay, cheaper value. One of the better ones right now on a slate that seems like it's it's very appropriately priced in my opinion. You can argue that Drummond and LeBron maybe are a few hundred dollars too cheap, but for the most part, the rest of the mid-range seems fine. The price points that seem a little off are right, right around 6K, maybe Cantor if there's no Tice, Fournier. Uh, those are really the only ones that seem wildly off, if anything. Uh, finishing it up with Tucker, PJ Tucker at 4,200. He's just going to play 35 minutes. He's probably going to get you like 16 fantasy points. You're going to hate him, but one of these nights he'll drop 25. With Westbrook coming back, it doesn't seem as nice. I will prefer Ariza there. Cody Zeller started the last game. You saw Biombo play zero minutes. Willie Hernan Gomez got 16 off the bench. Zeller only ended up playing 22 minutes, but if that happens again, I've been projected for 24 here today. Denver is a brutal matchup, but there's going to be Jeremy Grant on the court and not Paul Millsap, uh, so it could be a little bit better. $3,900 he projects out as a fine value. And then finally, Luke Cornett. Luke Cornett against Washington. There's no Wendell Carter Jr. Cornett has played 20 plus minutes in back-to-back games and he's only $3,100. I don't think he's a smash play by any means, but if I project him for just 20 minutes today at 3,100 against this terrible Washington team that Thomas Bryant came back, played 15 minutes limited in the last game. So I don't think you're going to get Yamahimi 30 minutes in another game in this one. I think Bryant probably gets closer to 20 minutes. I haven't projected for it today, but in a matchup against Bryant, still a fine matchup. Um, I think it's an okay spot for Cornett to right now look for value early in the morning, but this will all be updated throughout the day. Again, you can check it out. It is linked up above and below on patreon hit that subscribe button before you leave and thank you for tuning into today's 10 game wednesday slate i'm gonna go make some breakfast i'm gonna get ready for this slate uh, breakdown game by game with josh engelman 9 30 a.m you can catch it live over there on their awesome youtube channel uh, be sure to follow them subscribe follow josh on twitter at josh engelman underscore engelman it might be just josh engelman but follow that out and you can also catch the replay if not Thank you so much for tuning in. You can check out Fantasy Draft. Again, linked up down below. If you just click the link to Fantasy Draft, it helps me out by doing that. But also there are some very good contests in that NBA lobby. So be sure to check out Fantasy Draft. It is linked up down below. My exclusive content, my social medias, all the plugs are right there. Thank you so much for tuning in. Once again, have a great rest of your day. Peace out, gang. I hope you enjoyed that podcast. And before you go, if I can get you to subscribe and follow the podcast, download a few if you wish. But if you enjoyed this podcast, if you could please subscribe, helps me out, helps support it. So thank you so much. And I will see you in the next one.